Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom.
having to have control and intense structure, it's just it's becoming way too sticky. And so I urge you to find a way to just kind of let it go. And it was it was interesting. Like I often when I'm pondering things or doing things, I go on a little energetic journey. And I was thinking about all the stuff that I had done. Like, and it was nothing major, nothing profound, but it just felt like, wow, how much energetically and who I am has changed. And I've said this is a year of transformation. I don't know if it's happening to all of you. certainly happening to me. And how I felt about things a year ago. A year ago in April, I had some pretty devastating experiences in my business world. Some people that I was working with behaving badly and me having to have pretty big boundaries about it. And it didn't land well. Didn't land well. And I had to retreat for quite a while and figure out exactly the lessons. And now that it's, you know, because here's the thing. When they're big lessons, it can take you up to, it can take you as long as it takes. For me, it's taken over a year to unpack all the lessons and the learnings and the understandings of it. And now I'm profoundly grateful for what happened. At the time, I wasn't. I'm sure you all knew that if you've been listening. But now that there's been space and I had to retreat because I had to figure out, because here's the thing, it wasn't them doing things to me. I brought it on myself by what I was doing and how I was being in the world. So, I mean, it's not a straight line. Yes, what they did, I don't tolerate. And, you know, there was this, you know, ending of some relationships, and that's okay. But at the same time, I have to look at why did this happen to me? How, what have I done or was doing situation occur? Oh, right? And, you know, I had to examine my faith my belief systems, it was good. It was really good. In so many ways, I can't even tell you. (laughs) It was such a huge blessing that all that happened. And there was like three different situations all in the same week that I had no choice but to say, okay, definitely the universe is getting my attention with this. My soul needs me to know these things. And maybe, you know, not maybe, I had to examine, like, was I getting pretty arrogant? Was I, like, you know, not being compassionate enough to people? Like, what was really going on? There was a lot of things. I mean, I got to look at a a lot of shadow sides of my own self. I got to see, you know, were their shadow sides, but it's not just them, and I have to keep repeating that because it's really easy for us to not take accountability and responsibility for our parts in these situations. It is. 
because it's easier, right? Oh, it's just them. But it wasn't just them. It was me. And part of it was I knew in my gut, in my soul, to say no to this one situation because they were a pain in my behind the whole way it went through. And the reason this is coming up for me right now is because I have another one that it's being a pain in my behind and just cluttery and messy, and I know what I have to do. But I find myself second-guessing because I don't want to let somebody down. I don't want to disappoint somebody. Yet it's okay for them to disappoint me and let me down, right? How often does this happen to you? Connecting to your inner divinity, your inner self, that part of you that's divine, doesn't mean you end up being a servant or pleasing other people. That's not what it's about. It's about you having boundaries, you knowing when to say no and saying no. No, thank you. That's not appropriate. No, thank you. That's not how I want to do business. No, thank you. No, no. You'll have to find somebody else to do that for you. No, 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 no. No. And as I'm working through this, I didn't realize how similar the situations were until this morning when I was, you know, doing my meditation and going through, like, what am I going to talk about today? I didn't know. I didn't have a clue what to talk about today. Because I have several things <laughs> that I could talk about. You know me. I know how to talk. But I couldn't narrow it down. And then I was realizing it was because this, like, it was. It was keep coming up, coming up. And, like, okay, maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of this. And then I realized, oh, no, it's because this is similar to this. And that puzzle piece clicked. And it, oh, hello, Shannon. I get it now. Those of us that have um, businesses that are service-based, we struggle with not wanting to disappoint somebody. We struggle with saying no. I've become really good at screening clients, but where I end up in trouble is if I've already helped somebody And then I, I, have, I struggle saying no to them as it continues, especially if they haven't come back because, you know, I have a thing where I, don't, I won't see you or talk to you every month unless we're doing a coaching series because I don't want you to be dependent on my advice or what your guides. I need you to figure it out, and I need you to find your own systems. And so I get... Um, Let's call it tricked, even though it's, I don't know a better word for it, is if I haven't seen somebody in like a year or two, and then they call up and, oh, can I come see you and do this and this and this? And I'm like, well, yeah, sure. Even though that niggling part of me is like, oh, I think their intentions aren't exactly a match, but I've already helped them. So I feel like there's a connection, and I feel like I could help them again. 
and then yeah. It's all part of this learning curve, right? Um, so many good things came out of that. So many. In fact, I'm so much happier in my life because of all that happened. And that's not to diss them, but my life is better with them not in it. They're just not an energetic match. Crazy but true. Okay, so as you know, if you listened last week, I'm totally in love with this book, Science of Mind. Totally in love with it because what's happening is as I'm reading it, I'm getting a ton of validations for things I've already thought of. Don't you love when that happens? When, you know, your intuition or your spidey senses, your inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it, will give you um, road signs, signposts, so to speak. And you'd be like, oh, I have this thought, and oh, that's really cool. And you ponder it, and you work through it. And then a couple months later, you read something that completely matches it, and you're like, yeah, right? Or you have a thought about somebody, and then you get the validation that, yes, you were right. Why that is important is because we want to be able to trust our instincts, our intuition, because that's what is connected to our inner divinity. That's what connects us to our soul, which is connected to the universe. And we want to be connected. We want to feel there's purpose. We want to have faith. We want to have hope. Without hope, what is there? What is there? When we trust in our own connections, to our inner divinity or to our soul, if you wish. When we are able to um, interpret those messages and trust in it, we automatically end up living a happier life. We are living in a spiritual universe. Let's, let's just understand that, right? It also includes a material and physical universe. There's a power in the universe that honors our faith in it. It's an energy. The entire problem of limitation, evil, suffering, and uncertainty is not God-ordained, but is the result of ignorance, misunderstandings, miscommunications. It has been written that the truth shall make us free, provided we know the truth. And we note that the evolution of man's consciousness brings with it the acquisition of new powers and higher possibilities. It's really easy to get caught in the trap of being afraid of the universe in which we live, right? You know, we have to be aware of what messages we're receiving and not just our inner instinct messages, but our, the outer. 
the social media messages, the conversations we're having, the movies we're watching, the TV shows we're watching, what we're listening to. Pay attention to themes because it has an effect whether we are consciously aware of it or not. I found myself for the last couple of weeks came aware of it and I changed it that I immediately went to the negative. Like if the phone rang, I was like, oh, is, is something wrong somewhere? Somebody having a problem? Or it was um, if my cows were acting suspicious, I'm like, oh, did somebody hurt? Oh, no. Oh, no, the kids are coming, running to the house. Is, is everything okay? And they were. They're kids. They're running. Hello. But I found myself kind of caught in that energy, and I'm like, okay, Shannon, we need to change this because it was affecting me in ways that I didn't, that wasn't healthy, right? So pay attention to if you get caught in those energy patterns, change them. How do you change them? As soon as I became like, oh, why am I doing that? I would ask myself why. And then continually doing that. And then finding the things that make me happy. So I um, went and bought some flowers to hang up. Because when I was getting, oh, no, something's wrong, that negative thing, I would look at my flowers and be like, oh, no, it's good, it's fine. There's good things. We need that reminder that there's beautiful, good things in our world. That it's not all terrible. We need to be reminded that we need to laugh. Go find some humorous websites. Go for a walk. Put on a favorite outfit. Do something that reminds you that there is so much positive and happy in our world. But we are just not noticing it. So I did that. And yay! <laughs> so much happier. So much happier. I couldn't, I was kind of surprised actually by how down in the dumps I was. And you know, a lot of it probably had to do with the weather and all the mud and what a struggle it was to get things done. And the sunshine helped because even like, you know, when I work, I would be like, oh, I work today. And that's not me. Like, yay, I get to work today. I created all these businesses that I work at. And I like every single one of them. Doesn't mean they're all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows all the time, but still, pretty much. Most of the time. No kidding. But I was just in that, that rut, you know, that negative kind of a pull. And so I made changes. I I'm not on Facebook very much, and I try to change around my news feed so I'm getting all the happy stuff, and, but balancing it, right? Because I do want to know what's going on in the world, but I have to not let it get me down in the dumps. Does that make sense? I have to try to find that juggling, that balancing, which is far from easy. I do have faith, and sometimes I get discouraged just like everybody else and have to work through that energy. 
Because once you work through it, it just no longer matters. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. We can, you know, get caught up and dwell on it and obsess about it, and then release it, and it just no longer matters. And we're like, why was that such a big deal? But we have to get into those patterns, and we have to figure out how to do that for ourselves. How do we release it? For me, it was retreating, retreating, and re-examining my life and where I wanted to prioritize. Right now I'm putting a lot of energy in weddings, and wow, kicking butt. I'm booking so many. And I like different, quirky. Makes me happy. And that's the kind of weddings I'm getting to book. Yay! (laughs) It's, It's fantastic. It truly is. Truly, truly is. Um, okay. In so one of the things I'm learning about the science of mind is that there's laws. Now, I haven't got through it enough to be able to define each law for you and make it really clear. I'm, I'm working on that. But I will when I, when I get it straight in my own energy. Um, one of the things this book likes to remind us is about our beliefs and um, okay so this I found interesting our soul will never change or violate its own nature all the denying of it will never change it All the affirming of it will never make it any more than it is. But since it is what it is and works in the way that it works, it appears to each through his belief. It is done unto each one of us as we believe. So our beliefs have a huge impact on our life. Um, One of the concepts it talked about, not in this part, but it was talking about prayer. And why is it that one person can pray to be healed and it happens and another person does the same and it doesn't happen? And so we can get that belief that God picks and chooses. God, universe, great spirit, whichever word you love for that energy, picks and chooses. But what the concept this book brought forward is that it's the belief of the individual. So if you're praying for a miracle, but you really don't believe that it can happen, it won't. And so you sabotage yourself. Yikes, right? So the key there is to really, truly know yourself. Dig deeper. Why? Why? I do this in my practice all the time when we're doing soul sessions. Why do you believe it can't happen? Like there's there's a reason. You do have a reason. You didn't come by this by accident. And if you can dig deeper into yourself, deeper again, deeper again, 
and release that belief at its root, then the miracle can happen. Powerful. Our belief systems are powerful. If we get to know ourselves deeper, we can change it. We can live a more peaceful life. Through experience, man learns what is really good and satisfying, what is truly worthwhile. Through experience. And once you learn that part about yourself, you automatically have a more peaceful, happy life. Sometimes we have to get rid of our distractions to do this, though. Easy to be distracted. Getting to know ourselves. So this um, this month is May, and it's our busy cow month, too, because we have 4-H, and we have the show and sale at the end of this month. And so one of the things that is helping me and my, the rest of my family get out of this like, little negative rut that we were in is because we are outside with the cattle a lot. Because they all need brushing, and the baby calves need halter broke. Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you, it's so funny. The one, he's so mad still. So there's three baby calves that are going to the show and sale to be shown. My one son has two, and the other son has one. And the two girls are not nearly as feisty as the one little boy. He is still so mad that he has to have a halter on and be tied up and stand there with his mom. It's just not right. He's so mad. He's such a stubborn little thing. He's so cute. Of course, he's my my favorite because he's just feisty. The two little girls are like, oh, I don't like it, but okay. And their moms are amazing. They're such nice cows. But this little boy, he's so cute. <laughs> I like the ones that are a little bit feistier. Um, the two heifers, like, they don't have calves yet, and they're being shown. The one... She was really feisty for the longest time, and now she's really sweet. So it's really cute because the feisty ones, once they um, stop resisting, they're usually the sweetest. And because I think it's also, you know, it was more of a challenge, and so once we connect to them, because we're not hurting them, we're, it's not harming them whatsoever. In fact, they're getting all extra love and attention, and I think once you connect to them that way, it feels so much more satisfying, right? When things are easy, we don't always appreciate it. It's pretty cute. And so they're getting all this extra food, so they, like, run over to the trough. And we were working with all the girls yesterday, and the two steers, the two boys were in another pen, and they're like, uh, excuse me, what about us? <laughs> So much fun. So much fun. Because one of the keys to tapping into your inner divinity is getting back to nature. 
And I say getting back because in our history, we were all about nature, right? Our survival depended on understanding nature. And when you live a very urban life, you can forget that. You can get distracted things and not realize <clears throat> getting back to nature. And yet, you never really get away from it, right? So even if you don't live in a place where you can go walk in your pastures, when you walk out the door to go about your day, appreciate the sky. That's nature. It doesn't have to be forests, trees, lakes, rivers, water. It can be the sky. Be grateful for the sky, whether it's raining to nourish, whether it's sunny, feel better, cloudy, foggy, whatever it is, appreciate the sky. Appreciate flowers people have planted because it's spring, so there's going to be lots of flowers and all the businesses. Appreciate those. Appreciate the birds. Even if you live in a very urban area, there's birds. Just simplify what you're noticing. wanted you guys to take a moment to think about like where in your life can you appreciate nature more it's going to become more and more important and so I know we're getting bombarded with global warming and we're ruining our planet and it's all horrible how dare we another thing that's going on in, our, in my world is because I, I live in Alberta it was a year ago that it was the Fort McMurray fires that were so devastating. I, it still brings up a lot of emotions because they were horrible. Only one road in, one road out, people stranded. It, it turned out positive because there was very few fatalities. People worked together, but at the same time, one of the horrible things that happened is that because we're in Alberta, and Alberta has a lot of oil and agriculture, and right now we're kind of the black sheep of not only our country, it feels like some of the rest of the world too, and there was a lot of, oh, you deserved it. And that makes me sad on so many levels, especially on a spiritual level for people, because if you truly believe that, you're going to attract some pretty ugly things to your life. You just are. And I have to tell you that I was watching the hockey game on Sunday. It's the Edmonton Oilers versus Anaheim Ducks. And there's lots of fun memes because of the whole, you know, birds and oil thing. And, you know, some of them are a little crass. Some of them are inappropriate. But, you know, it's the way some of them are funny. But I want to tell you that when um, they did the national anthems, so one of our Alberta country music stars, he's so good with crowds. His name is Brett Kissel. And he was singing the Star Spangled Banner.
game. And what he did is he started it, and then he turned the mic over to the crowd. And this is in Edmonton at Rogers Center, the big place there. And he turned the mic over to the crowd, and the crowd sang the Star Spangled Banner the whole way through. That was impressive. It was emotional. Because we knew all the words. Good job, Alberta. And then um, when the gentleman, I, I did not know him, saying, um, oh, Canada, he did the same. And the crowd sang that too. It was really intense. It created an energy in that arena. Okay, it maybe created the wrong energy, though, because the Anaheim Ducks won their first game of that series. <laughs> so maybe, Edmonton, we should rethink that. <laughs> it was so cool. And I was thinking, you know, we, Alberta, we're getting a bad rap. We are. Yep. You know, oil prices went down, agriculture was suffering, and we were told, well, you deserve it too bad. We're not getting a lot of compassion and sympathy and it, from our leaders. And it's kind of it's discouraging. And that's one of the big things I'm working through and trying to simplify my life because we're struggling for survival here, but we're not going to let it derail us. Right? We're pretty strong, and I don't know, something like the crowd at that Edmonton Oilers hockey game singing the Star Spangled Banner just kind of renewed some faith for me. I'm not exactly sure why it did. I guess because it showed that we're pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I did. I wanted to, like, take the recording and send it to all my American friends because I thought it was such a great tribute. Again, maybe too much because the Oilers lost that game. So I don't know, people. Think about this. <laughs> All right. You know what else is happening that's really cool? Is I have a ton of elk in my pasture. We came home from the 4-H meeting Monday night, like about 9.30, and there was elk right here, like right close. I see one just walking across. So I'm going to have to look up the power animal meanings for elk because they're everywhere. They're so amazing. It completely lifts my world to see them because they're so incredibly majestic. Feeling very blessed when I see them. Okay, so let's do our meditation to balance and cleanse our chakras. Get us all cleaned up. All cleaned up, looking good. As soon as you guys are ready, give yourself a nice breath in and out. Okay, I want you to visualize or imagine deep, thick roots growing out the bottom of your feet, deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with the Earth. 
imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from those roots into the bottoms of your feet, traveling up your leg. You may feel a warm tingling sensation. Up into your legs, higher into your thighs, and both balls of white light join together at your root chakra. Now imagine or visualize your root chakra located at the base of your spine as a ball of red light spinning. It may look cloudy or dirty, maybe really large or maybe really small. Don't judge that. You just want to spin it until it's about the size of a baseball or a crystal ball, and it's shiny and bright sparkly. So let's spin that and get rid of all that energy. Excellent. Okay, now that that one's all shiny clean, let's pop it back in and let's move on. We're going to move up the body a bit to the sacral chakra, which is located midway between your navel and the base of your spine. Here's an orange ball of light. Let's spin that one until it's bright, sparkly, shiny orange. Excellent. Excellent. Now that that one's nice and shiny... Put it back and let's move up to our solar plexus chakra, located right behind your navel. This one's yellow. Let's pop out that ball of yellow light and spin it until it's shiny, sparkly, clean, and bright yellow. Spinning, spinning. Spinning, spinning. Like this one needs a little extra. Great. Whew. That one's nice and shiny. Let's put it back and let's move up to our heart chakra. It's a green one. We're going to spin this ball until it's shiny, bright. And we're going to infuse it with some sparkles green. Archangel Raphael is around to help you if you need it. Let's spin, spin, spin. Excellent. Now that that one's all nice and clean, let's put it back and let's move up to our throat chakra. This one is blue. Let's spin this ball of light energy until it's shiny, bright blue. Spinning, spinning. Excellent. Good job. Now that that one's all nice and shiny, 
Let's put it back and let's move up to our third eye chakra located in our forehead. This one is that darker purple indigo color, and we're going to spin this one until it's shiny, clean, and sparkly. Excellent. Good job. All right. Let's put that one back, and now let's move up to our crown chakra, located at the very top of our head. This one can be a clear color or a pale violet. We're going to spin this ball of light until it's bright and shiny, clean and sparkly. Spinning, spinning. Excellent. Excellent. Now that that one's nice and shiny, clean, I would like you to visualize or imagine the ball of light again. And we're going to move it down from our crown chakra, down through our face, through our throat, down through our chest, down through our tummy, to our pelvis, the ball of light splitting in two, going down our legs, through our knees, through our shins, our ankles, to the bottoms of our feet, and deep, 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 deep into Mother Earth, grounding us, anchoring us, keeping us connected. Take a nice breath in. Open your eyes if you had them closed and say your name out loud. Now that you're all cleansed and chakra balanced, I hope your week goes really well. Pay attention to the things that come up for you. Make notes about them if that helps, because it's really supportive right now for us to change our beliefs, to change our habits, to basically transform our existence to something we like better, into someone we like better. And through that comes greater understanding of our places in the world, of our divine nature. Our instincts are definitely kicking in more. You're going to find that you know what you know. And you're going to be able to trust it more. We're living in a very spiritual, energetic time. Tune into that. Make sense of that. Figure it out. You got this, guys. You got this. Well, I'm going to sign off, and I wish you all a magical week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com. Psychic Cowgirl.